0: hello and welcome to that's, that's fucked. fucked with me ash and me claire and today's episode i have really um done done my due diligence <laughs> um my digging researching um with this one i did uncover like a whole bunch of other things so it's gonna <laughs> end up like its own mini series <laughs> um and you guys will kind of see so my next episode um is going to play directly into this one and then that one actually will play into the following one nice which, you know i was like oh hey i don't have to actually like try and figure out what i'm doing next <laughs> so it just kind of came to me real quick this just works this works. works all right so this uh let's let's go ahead and get into it all right yes, we, we've got a storm so we're trying to
1: yeah we want to get home before before it gets bad yeah. so um in
0: 1994 Virgil Vandegrift a now retired but still re- well respected Marion County Sheriff who now had his own private investigator firm was contacted by a distraught mother in search of her missing 28-year-old son, Alan Boussard. He was last seen leaving on June 6, 1994, to go meet his partner at the local gay bar, Brothers. Um, He never made it to the bar that night. About a week later, Virgil gets another phone call from another distraught mother. Her son, Roger Goodlett, who was thirty two had left his parents' house on july twenty second nineteen ninety four en route to the local gay bar brothers. He also uh never returned again. oh um so then Vandergrift, you yeah, know being smart guy said well, this is odd um, <laughs> then he immediately passed off um flyers about both the men in the local area and at the bar. He interviewed with patrons at the bar, workers in the local area, um, and just locals in general. And he was able to uncover at this point that Goodlett was last seen getting into a blue car with Ohio plates on it before he disappeared. Uh, Virgil then gets another phone call, okay. and this time it's from the gay magazine publisher Oh. <clears throat> um, who wanted him, wanted Virgil know that there have been several missing gay men disappearing in the Indianapolis area over the last few years. Um, <laughs> so they're like, hey, it's not these two gentlemen that you're currently stirring about, um. There's lots of them. There's actually a few of them. Okay. So Virgil's now convinced that there's a serial killer on the loose. Well, that's. I mean, which tracks. I mean, they sense. got yeah. several people, same area, same kind same of, Same demographic, like, like, like yeah, yeah, they're. Um, so anyways, Virgil thinks there's a serial killer, so he goes to the Indianapolis PD, and they're like, nah, 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 you don't, you don't got any evidence, you just have this weird theory, the gay men left their families without a trace to go live their gay lifestyle, and, oh, that is, that is one of the quotes I read what that had no Virgil no had spoken upon is that they they were the gay men <laughs> going to go live their openly gay lifestyle but now granted this is a different time in history so potentially one or two yeah but, but yeah. a lot but at this point this guy's got magazines right a like magazine person yeah I this is like this is more cheesy.
1: than just like the odd like yeah. disappear runaway type like
0: okay so um anyways back to the police they were they were considering um these gay men not to be a high priority to start looking for them um and they had already a pile of missing persons reports oh. so Virgil also learned about an ongoing investigation called the I-70 murders. Um, that's what the media called it at the, that time. Okay, right. I want to look it up, it's now the I-70 with New Strangler. Yeah. But that is literally going to be next week's, like, next one's All right. case anyway. So that's kind of how that plays into <laughs> where that's at. And that's all for now that I'll touch on on that just because... Okay. Cause we're gonna branch out. Yeah. Okay. It, it I dig can, it. I, it yeah. can make its own little. <laughs> All right. So and then I wrote the end. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. All right. Um. So now that I have you guys like a little bit curious, we're gonna swap the narrative up just a little bit. Um. And we're gonna talk about Herbert Richard Baumeister. Alright, so on April 7th, 1947, a one Herbert Richard Baumeister was welcomed into the world by a doctor, Herbert E. and Elizabeth Baumeister. He would, well, he would become the oldest... Oh no, what did you do? Sorry, my (laughs) computer totally just, like, shot to the top of the screen real fast. Hold a moment. Um... He would end up being the oldest sibling out of four. Um, The family, sometime shortly after the youngest sibling was born, moved to the Indianapolis, Indiana area to the quote unquote wealthier side in Washington Township. Not sure why I said it with an accent, but it seems so appropriate. It's
1: the township part. It's the township. (laughs) (laughs) It's the wealthier side.
0: Right. So, anyways. Um, Herbert had a rather normal childhood, um, but it seems when he started hitting those lovely adolescent years, he began to change. Um, imagine that. So weird. Um, it's like everybody does that. Right. Now, these aren't the normal changes that we associate with adolescence. I made sure to, like, insert that right in. Um no these were much more bizarre behaviors um according to one source his mother had stated that it all started when he was obsessing over quote gross and disgusting things end Mm. quote um starting to not to not to be able to distinguish between what was right and what was wrong and which then involved into him playing with dead animals that he would find um, and in one report, I read that he was disciplined at school for urinating on a teacher's desk <laughs> as well as leaving half a dead cow on a teacher's desk. What the fuck? <laughs> That's all my
1: notes was. is what the fuck? What? What is it? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I'm <laughs> like my little
0: notes in here. He's like, excuse me.
1: I'm not half a dead cow. What did you get? How did you get That thing's going to be heavy, too. I, so, like, he's right. not a
0: very big guy. This is... and I mean, he's an adolescent at this The sense, mental
1: image so that this brings to me is, like...
0: God's down the hall. I can't. Yeah. Middle of class. There you
1: go. Anyway. Like, yeah, okay, okay. These definitely are some red flags. Yes. All of these things. What gave <laughs> away? <laughs> what was it, the cow? for the urination those Honestly. last two are real real extra but you know like <laughs> he made oh. his point <laughs> ooh,
0: ooh, ooh, okay
1: sorry guys
0: i'm crying at the moment you uh, to give me a second i can't read, read. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay um his parents sought help for them yeah and got him a proper mental evaluation (laughs) which did diagnose him with schizophrenia and multiple personality disorder um although they never sought treatment for anything but i will give the doctor this mental treatment mental health treatment during this time frame would have been shortly after the 50s and 60s terrifying constant lobotomies and shock therapies so, I that's true. can't exactly go with the parents and be like, how could you not do more after those seriousness of diagnosis, but at the same time, okay? Uh, yeah, like, you probably didn't want my kid to get a lobotomy. I can't say, you know, I want my kid to go through shock therapy. Especially right. being a doctor, like, you you know what right. that all, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to add that little. No, that's fair. That's word. fair. Um, he did end up graduating, um, but you know, continued on with his adolescence going into college right after high school. He tried college out, but after three failed attempts at two different schools, he continued drifting through life, job after job. Even okay. though he was remarked to have quite a strong, quote unquote, work ethic, um, he also had many reports saying that he had increasingly weird behaviors in the around the office and around the fellow coworkers. Uh, um sometimes okay. his behaviors were remarked as angry and aggressive. Um, sometimes overly really assertive with having like a bottom entry position and then like, you know, trying to like boss around people that have been there longer than you and things like right, that. Right, right. Um, as well as just awkward remarks just kind of right herbert's a little (laughs) yeah interesting yeah Um, there's wrong with interesting but herbert's special i
1: think there's something wrong with herbert's interesting but But um.
0: herbert's interesting is different yeah (laughs) um in 1971 herbert got married to a one juliana quote-unquote julie Seder. um six months into their marriage His father ended up having, Herbert's father ended up institutionalizing Herbert for two months for depression and strange behaviors. Okay. We get a lot of strange behaviors. Yeah, I don't like that. I really couldn't get much more on any of that, Um, but after his release, he went on to trying more various entry-level positions and always being remarked as giving it his all. Julie and Herbert... Herbert <laughs> Herbert. Hmm? Herbert over the years Herbert. had three kids together, Emily, Marie, and Erich. Okay. Herbert was regularly being labeled as the oddball in the workplace mm-hmm. and being remarked as overly bossy and aggressive towards co workers. He did find employment at the BMV, the Bureau of Motor Vehicles of Ohio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do want everyone to make note that we did say Ohio, and he still lives in Indianapolis. Okay, it's a small commute. Okay, but do mental note. Okay, um, and uh, he was able to hold a con- job consistently there for ten years. The former coworkers would often speak of him at the local watering hole as being a complete nut job and a closet homosexual. <laughs> especially after he sent out a christmas card to everyone who worked with him this card was of herbert and another man dressed up in holiday drag so in my notes here <laughs> this is are we talking like a santa ho theme or
1: like
0: what is happening um, i really looked I oh. uh, did not find it, but I will. I will attempt to give it one more go <laughs> to find that's it. That's gotta be. Before we. Why
1: would you choose but that it's... to send out, Solly Collier? To your coworkers. Right. Like that's. This it's is a bold move.
0: It's a bold move, especially when you're a married man with children, and you know the the normity of that would be, you know. Oh, man. Either a blank card, no card, or your family.
1: Right. But (laughs) not you, um, (laughs) dude.
0: And they were very specific. Like, it was not like, you know, they were trying to... It was very drag style, like, Uh, you know. So, anyways. All right, all right. So, in 1985, after 10 years at the BMV... He gets promoted to the program director, but alas, he was terminated before able he was able to begin this position. What did he get terminated for, you may be wondering. I am, I am wondering. Well, it seems the old Herbert and his name for urination on all business did not go away after his youthful years passed. He was caught being the person who had urinated on a letter that was addressed Governor at the time. Governor Robert D. Orr. And of course after his termination this ignited another rumor questioning if he was the culprit who had peed on the manager's desks
1: months before the letter
0: incident. Brought up some questions. <laughs> it brought
1: up some red flags. We weren't quite sure before, but you know, I mean, how- on what Why did they think this is normal, I'm like not to say anything? What was happening in the late 80s, early 90s? Oh my we didn't her uh, yeah. Were there any more half-dead cows? I mean, dead mm-hmm. half cows, like half of a dead cow. <laughs> not, like,
0: not like zombie cows. <laughs> I don't know. I like it more when I <laughs> get to listen to ears and I can just laugh and I don't have to, like, keep laughing. <laughs> my <eyes open>
1: fucking <laughs> I face. know. I've been, like, laughing, yeah. crying.
0: Steady. Steady. <laughs> okay. Whew. A
1: <clears throat>
0: Dark humor. 101. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um, after he was fired from, from the BMV... Um, Julie having a job of her own gave Herbert the opportunity to be a stay-at-home father. And by all reports, he was actually great at it. Um, Very loving, very supportive. um, Okay. Which I always find that interesting, like... When people, like... uh, Yeah. Um, Being stay-at-home dad. This did leave him with more free time on his hands, which led to drinking and perusing the local gay bar scene. Mm. Um, In 1985, Herbert was arrested for a DUI hit-and-run, which he okay. got a minor slap on the wrist for, and Herbert was back to bouncing from job to job, and in doing so, he saw the potential in thrift stores. Okay. So, in 1988, Herbert and Julia borrowed $4,000 from Herbert's mother and started the 1st Sable lot store. Oh. Business boomed, and within three years, the Baumeisters were rich. Uh, the family moved into their dream home in 1991. Fox Hollow Farms was a beautiful Tudor-style home on 18 acres with a stable and an indoor pool. Alright. Herbert Baumeister was viewed at this time... To be a successful businessman, a true family man, and someone who even often gave to various charities. Okay. Uh, Sadly, much of this hype phase won't last for Herbert (laughs) and Julia. Um, With the two working so closely together for years, it began to strain on their relationship. Herbert was commented on being beginning to treat Julia as he would any other employee, aka often yelling at her for absolutely nothing. nothing. She is an asshat. Um, Julia tried to take a back seat to the business because of all of this. Um, Herbert was known to frequent um, to frequent the auctions to keep the stores well stocked, which in overstock always landed inside the Baumeister's home. Sometimes extra furniture and boxes would be stacked in and around the house. This didn't help anything either, and the two were known to be constantly fighting. They constantly had crap everywhere, like, just just constantly stressed out. Um, Right, right. uh, And it was common. Sorry, I lost my place for a moment there. (laughs) um, But it was common uh this didn't help anything they were known to constantly be fighting with that on-again off-again relationship over the next couple of years and it was common that juliet and the kids would escape from all of this chaos that herbert created in their home by going and visiting herbert's mother at the lake um herbert would stay behind to take care of the stores or so he said okay all right so in 1944, Eric Baumeister, I, Erich. I'm sorry, not Eric. Erich. How would you say that? It's E R I C H. Erich, right? Uh, would it be Eric
1: with Baumeister? Eric. Baumeister. I'm thinking. You know, it would probably yeah. be harsher sounding.
0: Eric. 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 Yeah. Eric. Eric. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, with Eric Baumeister, Herb's son, uh, in 94, he found a partially buried human skeleton in the woods behind the house. Oh. Eric uncovered the skull Um. and brought it to his mother. He explained that there were more bones where he found this one and Julia Julia had him show her where (sighs) he had stumbled upon this gruesome discovery. Julia supposedly had collected more of the bones and left them on display on the table. It's not a good idea. Yeah, on the like, on like like dining room table. Like no. here you go. Here's a display of bones I found <laughs> in our yard. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's
1: yeah. not the it's way to
0: get haunted. It's <laughs> get haunted. Um. <laughs> she and then when Herbert came home, she promptly asked him what this was. <laughs> hey, honey,
1: what are these bones from? Who's this a
0: person? Yeah, that's when Herbert informed her that he had found the skeleton in his father's things
1: that he
0: had stored in the garage from when his father had passed away he had gotten a bunch of boxes of things from his mother and And had just had had them in the garage and he had found a skeleton so he hid it and buried it in the the, in the back of the house because he didn't want the kids (laughs) to find it yeah. Why well, would there be a random human skeleton wow. and stuff from his mom? This is not nice. Well, remember his dad's a doctor, so you know it was his his research stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, that's awful. Yeah. So, um <laughs> and according to the YouTuber This Is Monsters, PS, love this guy. Um, love his work. Okay. I recommend watching him. this then ensued a fight between herbert and julia um which (laughs) julia ended up apologizing for bringing the bones into the house to begin with for a gruesome discovery for the children to fight and i wanted to add that in there because i feel like that adds somewhat of an idea of what she's living with as well right, the dynamic there because that's a lot of narcissistic narcissistic like yeah. gaslighting and like just a lot of like reverse reverse like she like, found fucking
1: bones in your yard and she's apologizing, and she's apologizing to you she's apologizing because like,
0: she brought it inside mm-hmm. which I mean granted that is a little <laughs> odd I would be like but why why didn't you just call the cops right like okay but anyways yeah anyways so anyways <laughs> um, all is well back in the baumeister home oh shortly after um this discovery even the couple opens up another save a lot store
1: <laughs> okay wow julies is either really gullible or um
0: yeah it's just it's amazing um but in true herbert baumeister fashion both stores are quickly failing as soon as the second one opens. Um, they're not mm-hmm. thriving like they once were. The stock was not even considered, like, the same quality as before. The cleanliness mm-hmm. level that the stores used to be ranted and raved upon were no longer there. Right. Um, some of the prior employees even said that there would be bags of trash just found randomly throughout the stores. Um and herbert was his typical horrible horrible boss self he was drunk he was randomly yelling screaming at people um and he went from drinking to even drinking more which then naturally ensued his odd behaviors and cruising the local gay bar scene just a little bit more (laughs) um at home (laughs) was often found unconsolably sobbing like a small child in the pool house oh which by the way i do want to make like a little notation real fast that this pool house is like under like kind of like a basement style pool house okay okay um so it's not like detached from the home um but he had mannequins like all all around like dressed up for a party like that was his usual and he would be found sobbing downstairs <laughs> with his party mannequins
1: what?
0: on the regular. Herbert, oh. What is going on <laughs> then? Alright. He just gets weirder and fucking weirder. <laughs> like, what is happening on you?
1: Oh, Alright, so
0: meanwhile in Indianapolis, Mr Virgil Vandergriff, you guys remember him, right? Like from yep. the beginning. Alright, so oh, old Virgil. Old Virgil. Um, he was contacted by a person, um, this person has continuously stayed anonymous throughout the entire procession of things. Um, he is genuinely, typically called Tony.
1: Okay. As
0: the, um, not undercover, but, uh, informant. Okay. Um, so anyways, Tony. Right, right. Not real person, but Tony. Right. Regardless. (laughs) Um anyways, he tells Virgil um that he believes he's figured out what happened to his friend Goodlit, one of the guys we spoke about. In the beginning, that had gone missing. um, going to the gay bar. Okay. Uh Tony claims that the police and the FBI have a, have ignored his statements and wishes to tell Virgil his information. So Tony, Virgil's like, "Sure, go for it, buddy." Mm-hmm. Um so Tony tells him that the night before last, that he was at the gay bar and he had noticed a man who was very intrigued by the missing post service friend Roger Goodlet. Tony decided to make contact and speak with this person, which, you know, good for Tony. Like he saw something funky and was like, I'm, I'm intercepting. I'm stepping up here. Yeah, but um, also, come on, that's weird. Yeah, um. The man introduced himself as a Brian Smart, a landscaper from Ohio. When Tony brought up his friend Goodlit's missing poster, Brian goes evasive in his responses. And as the evening conversation goes on, Smart invites Tony back to the pool house of the house that he's currently staying at. It's the property of some new owners, but the owners are out of town. So Tony oh, agrees. Okay. Um and he gets into Smart's Buick with Ohio tags on it, and Tony is not very familiar with Northern Indianapolis area, so he couldn't really retrace back to the area exactly where Smart had taken him to. Okay. Um. Some reports said that you know he kind of would turn random ways, like kind of just he was trying to switch him up by also you know right like, right going around. This the guy right also way. doesn't know directions and. You know, I'm not one of those non directioner people, but I know people who are because oh, they rely I'm, on me. Like you. I'm yeah, I get You've lost rely everywhere I go. Uh, everywhere
1: I go all the time. do
0: not get lost
1: <laughs> when we're like
0: Nashville, like 24 split.
1: I hate that, man. I never know which way to go. I have to have someone tell me every single time and I have lived here my entire life.
0: And I'm like cuz it doesn't make sense. They, they cross over right. after you go, and it fucking, I get so confused. It's awful. It's awful. Okay. Anyway. So, um, so, anyways, Brian kind of drives weird, but, you know, uh, Tony's kind of watching out the, the way, and he's, like, paying attention to what the houses look like. Okay. Um, so, he does figure out that they're somewhere in northern Indianapolis ish area. Um, Tony is able to recall a Tudor style home right um and that they had entered in on the side door where it was filled with furniture and boxes as he followed him through the house down the steps into a pool area okay there were mannequins set up all around the pool and the bar uh, area. Why? Tony turns down the drink that Smart what? offered him. So good on Tony. Yeah. Always say no. Yeah. Especially you were, if you're already you suspicious. Gonna, this you are Person. Gonna person <laughs> you are going
1: to die, Um uh, That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, man, I feel like there's a whole lot of confrontation here with these people that i'm just not entirely sure that i would like be you know like i'm not sure that if i was the wife i would want to like set the bones out for him to like come home to and just be like let's see how he reacts if i was let's this dude and be it. like hey i think this guy might have something you know what i mean like oh, why so would i approach mommy. why would i approach them to be like hey what do you so, know you know like i don't know i just feel like you're like setting yourself up there
0: yeah no uh, i'm with you so that. good for him for not dying
1: good for him for well
0: played well played All right. Um. So smart then exists. Uh. Exits the area. He exists. (laughs) He exists. He exists. Um, Outside of the area. (laughs) Just leave the area for a brief moment and return, quote unquote, more talkative. Okay. So smart then leaves the area for a brief moment and returns more talkative. Tony assumes that he went and snorted some cocaine. Oh. Um, the evening continues <laughs> to progress, and Smart tells Tony he really enjoys erotic asphyx- asphyxiation. Okay. If you don't know what that is, we're going to give you a moment to go pause and Google. Go Google it. Um, if you can't Google it, it's where you choke and you're getting off at the same time. <laughs> the air supply cuts off. It's very dangerous. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do it disclaimer we did not yeah. recommend this i am just no. giving information <laughs> that helps follow along okay so um he's telling tony about how exciting it is to watch mm-hmm. the other person's lips go blue oh. and personally i've seen someone else's lips go blue and it's mm-hmm. fucking terrifying yeah, yeah. Um, no, not right. it's not my normal Normal reaction is not. Oh, hey, that's cool looking. Yeah, no, um, no. it was. Oh, uh, what's wrong with you? The fuck? <laughs> uh, you need to go. To the yeah. Doctor now. Yeah. That's not Anyways. A... <coughs> so he's t- talking to him about how exciting it is. <coughs> um, how you know it's really working for him because <coughs> their lips are blue. Um, what a weird conversation to have with a someone weird anyway. Conversation. Like, I've never had a conversation like that. Why would you in like? Life. Right? Um, it's just not something that's ever come up. I'm sorry. I guess uh, I'm not up to my potential. Like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> something? I'm, just something.
1: I'm just confused. <laughs> um,
0: he, show, he then showed Tony how to properly do it using the pool hose.
1: Oh, of course he did.
0: And he asked Tony to choke him <laughs> so that Smart could masturbate. Um, while being choked out by Tony. Oh. So there's that. <laughs> um, Tony agrees. So, you know, yeah. they do their thing. And then, so once Smart's turn was over, masturbation turn was over, then it was Tony's turn. Tony said that he could see the excitement in Smart's face, but still Tony lets him cho- choke him, just like Smart had done moment. Like just like he had done too smart right right, before. right right, um sometime during this interaction, Tony did realize that smart wasn't going to let up um until Tony had passed out, so <clears throat> so Tony pretended to pass out until the pressure on the hose was released, okay, smart was said before um Tony regained consciousness. He leaned next to Tony's face and whispered his name, and then tried to violently shake Tony. This is when Tony pretended to wake back up. <laughs> Smart was then quote unquote startled by Tony regaining consciousness. <laughs> okay, but proclaimed it was due to Tony passing out. Uh, Smart had then told him that strangulation was dangerous. Huh. Ah. Who would've thought? Ah concept um and that someone could get hurt huh. and that accidents had happened before
1: oh go shit what? you're still alive this is this has gone different ways so very many times already i'm surprised by you regaining consciousness like
0: it it's a real creepy it's a in house. <laughs> right. okay. okay so um Tony is now convinced that Smart had killed his friend Roger Goodlit, and he straight up asked Smart, is that what happened to Goodlit? Was his death an accident? And he said Brian stood there in somewhat of a daze, grinned just a little bit, almost like he was amused, but never answered the question okay brian still really high on whatever substance he had ingested when he like exited the scene right. stage left <laughs> um but he was starting to get like really kind of from what i'm reading like very had like the nods and was like trying to just like right. needed to sleep like, right it was crash time he was done or it was up i don't know i i'm under <laughs> direct <drug skin. laughs> bad for you don't, don't, don't. it's bad it's for boring. you <laughs> all right um this is when tony decided that he was going to explore the rest of the residence. um he was convinced brian smart was a made-up name and he wanted some kind of proof to who the hell this guy actually was <laughs> which again good on tony like right. he was doing the hard work at literally the risk of your life at this point right right um he found that this house had been well lived in for some time so he was already like okay this is not a new move in like you're full of some shit buddy like right um no (laughs) um so, lived in for a long time. There was women's clothing scattered all around the house, children's toys everywhere, and other kid items. I imagine there's, like, shoes and a sock and toys. Right, and right. Just, I know what my house looks like, so that's what I'm yeah. just picturing no.
1: here. Yeah, no. I feel that. Shit everywhere at my house.
0: And other various family-related items, but nothing that could actually confirm who Brian Smart really was. Um, When he tried to search through Smart's discarded pants off to the floor for a wallet of some sort, (laughs) um, Smart started to awake. And then Tony demanded a ride back to Indianapolis, which (laughs) Smart supplied. And on the returning ride back, Smart told Tony he was a good sport and asked him to meet him the following evening at the 501 Tavern. Okay. Good good sport. <laughs> good glad, sport. You su- glad you survived. Glad you glad you made it. Hey, I'm oh, glad you, you made it. Our- so Tony told Virgil all of this and Virgil believed Tony had escaped the serial killer's clutches. Virgil waited outside the five oh one tavern that night, but no one matching Brian's description ever showed up. Tony was stood up. Oh. He got ghosted <laughs> by he didn't Ryan die Smart. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to put a pin in it. Because uh. I still have so much more to <laughs> tell you. We are not even close. Okay, we are kind of close to being done, But not really. But <laughs> not really. And
1: I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of commentary involved.
0: Well, the, the so. next part is where... The, <laughs> you guys thought there was twists and turns in the first half? Just wait. But wait, there's (laughs) more. Um, cause, you know, that's
1: fucked. It is fucked. Like, Herbert is fucked. Herbert (laughs) understands.
0: Herbert! Okay, so, you know. (sighs) Please feel free to drag him in all comments. Yeah. At all points in time.
1: Right. Ugh. Alright, so we will. We'll be back next week with. Part two of Herbert. And until then, make sure that you are following
0: us on Facebook at That's Fucked Podcast. Or on Instagram at That's Underscore Fucked. But of course, we don't use vowels. Fuck them vowels. (laughs) Um, Or
1: if you have a case you want to hear us cover or a paranormal experience of your own that you want to share feel free to please email us at that's fucked podcast at gmail.com again no vowels and fucked because fucked the vowels. vowels so um <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate you guys and we will see you next time bye, bye.